0: In these weeks, we read about the construction of the Mishkan, the portable temple that traveled with the Jewish people during their 40 years in the desert. At the center of the Mishkan was the Aran, the holy ark which contained the Luchas. This Aran was a square box made out of wood. The Torah commands, You shall cover that wood box with pure gold from the inside and from the outside. So the need to cover the outside with gold is understandable. The centerpiece of the Mishkan should certainly be majestic and regal. But what need is there to cover the wood on the inside of the box as well? What is the Torah teaching us here? So the Gemara Masechtes Brachas relates an incredible story. One day the Nasi Reb Gamliel and the Taner Reb Shua had a disagreement. And because of the honor of Reb Shua, the Rabbanim decided to remove Reb Gamliel from his post as Nasi. And he was replaced by Rebblaze ben Azaria. While Reb Gembliya was in charge, he had a very strict policy regarding who he accepted into his yeshiva. He said, "Kol Talmud she'Ein any student whose inside is not like his outside, meaning whose outward expression of righteousness is insincere, loyikonus lebeismedrash." He placed a security guard by the door, and they were not admitted into the beis medrash there were only a limited amount of students who could fit that lofty description. However, when Rabelazah ben Azari became the nasi, he abolished that policy and let everyone into the Beis Madush. How did Ragamlil know that a Tamad Chacham had to be Toichei Kabare? And what source did he base his policy on? So the Gemara in Yuma says, he learned it from the Aran. Just as the aron, which contained the Lucha, symbolizing the Torah, was covered with the same gold coverings on the inside and on the outside, so too a Chacham must be toiche kabareh. He must be genuine, with his interior matching his exterior. A person's outward appearance must be an accurate reflection of their insides as well. Incidentally, the Hebrew word for face, panim, is nearly identical to the word for inside, penim. This teaches us, that the face we present must reflect our insides. So the Pasik said, Just as the Aran was covered with gold on the inside and on the outside, so too a Talmud Chacham must be toichai kabare. But the question is, the toichai, the outside of the Aran, did not match the baray, the inside. The middle box was wood, so the inside which was wood did not match the outside which was gold. So I saw an unbelievable idea from the Balatanya. The outside of a person is always gold. He portrays himself to the outside world as the perfect Jew. Talks the part, walks the part, acts the part, dresses the part. But a person realizes that their inside is far from gold. They have plenty of flaws and shortcomings and different medias they have to work on and rectify. Rev Gamliel only saw two boxes. The gold box on the outside and the blemish box on the inside. He only saw the Mitsuyan student, the child prodigy, the geniuses of the generation. So every other student got locked out of the Besmedish. He didn't even give them a chance. Then Rabbi Eliezer came along and he said, you're mistaken. The Aaron had three boxes. Inside the wooden box, in the toich Toichai, in the inside of the inside, inside that flawed box, there's a third box. And that is pure gold. Deep inside the recesses of every Jewish heart is Zahav tar. If you search the extreme recesses of their hearts, they all want to learn Torah. Deep, deep inside, they are all yearning for a connection to Hashem. Toichai Ratza The other students also want to grow in and sh'taig in Torah and Mitzvahs. So he said, take away the Shoymer HaPesach. Let them all in. The Gemara says on that day, they added 400 new benches to the Yismerdush. Because the panemius of a Yid is Zahavtar. If we awaken that Pintal Yid, in that Yiddish shama we'll find pure gold. There's a famous anecdote that is attributed to the great Renaissance artist, Michelangelo. He was renowned for his ability to create statues filled with life. One day after carving a magnificent lifelike image of an elephant, someone asked him, How do you go about creating such a beautiful piece of art? And he said something so profound. You want to know how to make a statue of an elephant? Take the biggest block of granite you can find and chip away everything that is not elephant. What he meant to say is, when an artist looks at a huge block of stone, they can already envision the outcome within that piece of stone. They are not creating an elephant from scratch. How do I create the eyes and the mouth and the trunk? In their mind, the elephant is already embedded in their block of stone. All they have to do is chip away all the obstacles, all the extraneous materials, and an image of an elephant comes to life. We don't have to create an Aaron Kiddush from scratch. We don't have to create holiness. Toi <speaking> Chai <in Hebrew> Within the core of every yid is already implanted a holy soul. And the Shama that is Zavtar. We were already handed the tools. The potential for greatness is already there. All we have to do is make some minor improvements, chip away at the obstacles, and our inner greatness will emerge. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.